the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for some impeachment? The Steelers play the Browns in Cleveland in about three hours, which means you and I won't have to watch any of the impeachment coverage. And as it turns out, Fox blew the other networks away in the ratings, which is good news for Donald Trump. But the best moment may have been on CNN when Wolf Blitzer interviewed Kellyanne Conway and wanted her to listen to a soundbite of her husband ripping the president. A final question, a sensitive question, uh, and it's it's a political question. It's a substantive question. I don't want to talk about your marriage. I know that there are, <laughs> there are, there are issues there. Your husband George Conway, he's a hey, lawyer. Did you just say he, your husband George hey, Conway? Did you just say there are issues there? You don't want to talk about marriage. I don't want to talk about no. I don't want to. Why talk, did you say that? I don't want to talk about your marriage. I don't want to talk about your. I want to talk about a substantive point that your husband George Conway made. He was on television all day yesterday. During this, the first day of the impeachment hearings, and he said this about the president of the United States. I just want your reaction to the substance of what so he before said. Before you play the clip, which I haven't seen, why and why are you doing that? Because because he's a legal scholar, he's a lawyer, and he was really going after the president of the United States, and he was and, all over and the television is, yesterday. And, and come on, I just want you to. I just roll. and he's married to me. What you know? It, it, he happens to be married to you. What's but you can run that? the you can run the clip of Jeffrey. He happens to be married to me. That's bizarre. Correct. But he's uh, also a legal scholar. He's he's got a substantive point. Listen to I what think he, Jeffrey Tubin's point. Your your senior legal analyst. I loved his point on CNN yesterday. We you don't have to play a competitor's clip. You could just play the CNN clip. It's the same stuff all the time. What you just quoted is said every single day by other voices. But you wanted to put it in my husband's voice because you think somehow that that'll help your ratings or that you're really sticking it to Kellyanne Conway. And let me make very clear, you didn't stick it to Kellyanne Conway. I think you embarrassed yourself. When we come back, we're going to talk to a football writer in Cleveland about the Browns. Stick around. Confusing, tedious, worse than a math test. That's how most Americans describe shopping for health insurance. Yep, open enrollment is here again. You have until December 15th to choose something very expensive that you hope to never use. And if that makes you want to stick a red-hot poker in your eye, call Marley Financial. Marley has every plan available in the tri-state, but they also offer some of the most innovative solutions to tackle the high cost of health care. Heard of first-dollar benefits, the most expensive part of a health plan? They're great if you visit the doctor a lot or take medications, but if you're healthy, why pay it? A catastrophic plan through Marley may be all you need. Or how about a high-deductible plan you can pair with a supercharged HSA? Not all plans qualify, but Marley's do, offering double benefits to cut your out-of-pocket costs in half. Call Marley Financial today at... 724-884-1496 for a custom-designed health plan with the coverage you need at a price that's right for you. 724-884-1496 or at MarleyFG.com. We're living in a very successful, affluent society for many people. Yet, it's also true that there are people that are being left out of that. And how do we reach those people? Joel Gilliam, Executive Director at Light of Life Rescue Mission on Pittsburgh's North Side. So part of what Light of Life does is that we help them in our education and employment program to connect with workforce development, to look at the skill gap that exists. And so we're partnering with places like the community college. We're taking our clients, once they are clean, and they are ready to move on, now they can actually get credentialed in an area where they can be hired to work with uh, UPMC or Google or or Amazon or these other places. And so it provides an on-ramp for those who are left out to get back involved in society. Help someone else find their comeback story. To become a monthly partner or make a one-time gift, visit lightoflife.org slash give today. lightoflife.org slash give. The day after Thanksgiving, Feed your soul. Join Amen to Action as we come together for the third year to sing, pray, celebrate, and pack over one million meals of hope for the hungry. It's Friday, November 29th at the Convention Center. Doors open at 8 a.m. 
we think will break last year's record. We know it will be a lot of fun. To register for the event or make a donation, go to amentoaction.org. Needles and shots are one of the biggest fears in dentistry. In most cases, we have been able to completely eliminate that discomfort. Stock Family Dentistry on Perry Highway in Wexford is where exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. The wand is pretty magical. The way that it can deliver the anesthetic without any sort of a pinch. Most patients don't even realize that I'm giving an injection. I've had a few patients say, well, when are you going to give me the shot? And I've already done it. Visit StockFamilyDentistry.com. Hi, this is Rhett Rasmussen of BestHotGrill.com. Not only do we have great grills, but also the best hot patio heaters. We are the nationwide distributor for Bromic Radiant Patio Heaters, the very best patio heater that you can get. The Bromic heaters use the same radiant burner technology as our Solaire infrared grills, so they heat up fast and keep you warm so you can enjoy your backyard grill and outdoor living spaces into the night and all year round. Bromic heaters have stylish contemporary designs that fit perfectly in backyard and restaurant patios. We have gas and electric models to suit most installation needs and a portable gas heater that directs the heat where you want it, not the bushes and walls like the mushroom heaters. For top quality performance and aesthetics, you want Bromic Radiant Patio Heaters and Solaire Infrared Grills. Learn about these amazing grills and heaters at BestHotGrill.com. That's BestHotGrill.com. BestHotGrill.com. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. Boy, am I glad the Steelers are playing the Cleveland Browns tonight. Uh, This isn't a sports show, but if you've been listening, you know that we do talk about sports once in a while. But the best thing about the Steelers playing the Browns tonight is not only that it gives me an excuse to talk about the Steelers and the Browns and what's going on up in Cleveland, but it also means I don't have to talk about impeachment, which I'm not going to talk about. But I do want to talk about Cleveland with Bud Shaw. He's a longtime uh, media person up there, a columnist for a million years with the Cleveland Plain Dealer, and now he is with WKYC.com, and Bud joins us now. Bud, thanks for being here. Yeah, great to be with you, John. So I, I like to get you on because you are my... Uh, my my man to get the pulse of uh, the Cleveland sports world, and it's a crazy place up there, as everybody knows, especially with the Browns. But before we get to that, I uh, you've also been around for a million years, like me, and you've you've covered pro football a lot. Um, and I'm just wondering your impressions of the Colin Kaepernick um, sudden workout offer from the NFL, and how legitimate you think it is. Well, like so many other things about this uh, Kaepernick thing, it's it, there's just an there's a an odd feeling to it. I think. I mean, do you do you really tell a guy on a Tuesday that he, he can have a workout in four days in mid November? I, I I would love to know how this thing came about. Um, it's on a Saturday where most teams that are playing on Sunday, obviously the Browns and Steelers won't be this weekend, but most teams are. You know, they're not going to send their GMs and right. coaches to this thing. So I know the Browns have just announced that they will have someone in attendance. Um, it'll very likely be a scout. And I would guess that most teams are going to, that are going to attend would do so with scouts right now instead of, uh, instead of GMs and head coaches. I also saw though, to much of, much to the amusement of Cleveland fans that, I believe Hugh Jackson will be running the drills on that thing. So, wow, I wasn't I wasn't sure where Hugh was and what he was doing right now, and that's the that that was a a, a newsflash for me that he's uh, he's going to be involved in the Kaepernick workout. And for people who've forgotten, he was the coach of the Browns, um, and when they went one and sixteen, or one and uh, was it zero and sixteen? What, what? Yeah, it was a one and fifteen and zero and sixteen. Yeah, it's kind of a tough record. Consecutive there. seasons, and they brought him back after the one and thirty-one. So <laughs> <laughs> they, they saw something that no one else did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, so, uh, but but just for the Kaepernick thing for a second, I, I um, do you think that that it would would does it make sense that the NFL would just do this as a PR? move to just get people to shut up about it and that or do you think there's a team that might he might actually come out of that with a job yeah i mean i it it struck me that maybe there's a a team or two out there that's been asking about you know even though they're not supposed to work in concert with each other but i think they're they've probably been talking to the league about wanting to give this guy a tryout maybe the league made it easier for their teams 
to come and see him and not get the backlash that that we know um, Baltimore got when it talked about working out Kaepernick. So, hey, for his sake, you know, I think they'll they'll want to know how he feels about the the uh, his his protest over social injustice, whether he's going to continue it, and maybe he'll get a chance to play. And I think he probably should at this point. I mean. Uh, when I look around this league, John, and you, I know you, you've been watching quarterbacks for a long time. You can't tell me that some of the backups that have been running out there this year are better than Colin Kaepernick. Oh, now, we'll, no question. We'll, yeah, so we'll see. I, I hope something comes of it this late in the year. I wouldn't suspect it's going to much is going to come of it for 2019. Yeah, and, and I mean he's 32 years old, and he has a lot of uh, things going against him, having not played for so long. Uh, but um, there are a lot of bad quarterbacks uh, that being dragged out there every week. My question would be whether a team, um, which team or how many teams would be interested in, if, if it would think that he is worth, because he's still a question mark, even though he was mm-hmm. pretty good a couple of years ago. Um, he's still a question mark now because of all the, you know, being laid off and everything. But uh, what, how many teams want the circus that's going to come with him? I mean, just imagine the, the, if the, the Steelers signed him uh, on Saturday uh, to be the backup for Mason Rudolph, which wouldn't wouldn't be that bad of an idea from a football standpoint. Yeah. But um, just imagine the media that would be that would show up Monday morning in Pittsburgh at the Steelers headquarters. I mean, yeah, it, that's uh, forget sports case. media. You'd have CNN, yeah, I, Fox, MSNBC. Yeah, I agree, and I, I think there's there would be less public. Uh, outcry or resentment about it, the signing, but certainly that part of it isn't going to go away. No, no. So, okay, let's talk about the Browns. Um, uh, and I like to, well, I've had you on here before, uh, and I, it's not necessarily an X and O's, X's and O's discussion, but I, I'm just curious about, uh, and I talked to you about this back when they were 0 and 16, and and just what what it was like to cover them for as a from a you know you were a columnist and and just what it was like covering the Browns all these uh, years in the 21st century. Um, just uh, I'd like to get you to give me what things are like in Cleveland right now. There were people actually picking this team for the Super Bowl. They're three and six. They've looked really bad at times. Okay, at other times. Just what. What are the fine citizens of Cleveland thinking about the Browns these days? <laughs> well, in a way, it's been harder for some people to take than those terrible seasons were. Because um, they're really, if you looked at the team when they were going out with the Sean Kaiser as their starter and the, some of the talent or lack of that they had around them, you knew the expectations were not going to be great. You didn't expect on 16, clearly, but, you know, if it was a 3-13 and season, that was probably about their ceiling. Uh, in this case, I think everyone started believing that this was a team that would and should um, compete, contend for a division title, and could possibly go to the playoffs and win a game, um, especially after the Baltimore win this year, you know, when they were they were sitting there having beaten Baltimore in Baltimore and feeling like maybe they, you know, had found what they – couldn't find in the opener against Tennessee and in some of the other early season games. So um, for them to turn around and lose four straight has been, you know, it wouldn't register as, as an unusual occurrence in any other Brown season. But in this one, I think it really knocked people back a little bit. And until that final drive against Buffalo last weekend, um, you know, people had conditioned themselves for this team, you know, not making the playoffs and not being, uh, even a, a wild card contender, and they, they, they've won two in a row now. How much of this has? No, it's just the one. Oh, just you know, the one. A, yeah, they ended a four game losing streak last week. Oh, that's right. Um, and so now they've won. You know, they're three and six, and if they can somehow figure out a way to beat Pittsburgh, and and I think they're, you know, they're what two and a half point favorites or something for yeah. whatever that's worth. Yeah. Um, you know, they'll have won a couple of games in a five or six day period, and have 10 days off before the Miami Dolphins come in. You know, I believe they have the easiest or second easiest schedule record-wise um, in the remainder of the season. So they're going to feel like they, and the people here, no doubt, will believe it too if they beat Pittsburgh, that, that maybe they have a chance of uh, running off uh, four or five 
wins in a row and, you know, getting back into this. Mm-hmm. I think what I was thinking about was that, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the quarterback, uh, Baker Mayfield, has had two good games in a row. No yeah. interceptions. Yeah, and that, that's what I was thinking about because I've been following him closely. I like him as a player, mm-hmm. and I like watching him, and I, I'm hoping he's good. I'm hoping he's successful. I don't know about how he's going over in Cleveland these days. Yeah, from the beginning of this season, uh, when Tennessee gave him a bunch of different looks defensively, he started looking tentative um, and not sure where he wanted to go with the ball. Um, that seemed to go away during the Baltimore game. There was a, a much uh, quicker pace to the offense. The ball was getting out of his hands. You know, the thing to keep in mind is that uh, he had a uh, he's had a rookie head coach who you know pretty much revamped the playbook after last season and brought in a new offensive coordinator. So maybe it shouldn't surprise us that these guys are feeling their way along. This has not been a great start for Freddie Kitchens as a head coach, and I think Baker Mayfield suffered from you know just some of the inexperience on the sidelines. Now the last couple games they've had no turnovers. And only nine penalties total. And for a team that led the league in penalties, starting out with 18 against the Tennessee Titans, you know, this maybe is an indicator that they're they're back on track a little bit and it, that Mayfield is too. Well, the popular notion here in Pittsburgh, especially among the fan, fans, but also among the media, is that, um, that Baker Mayfield, that they're laughing at the Browns for – uh, screwing it up again. He's a bust. Uh, first overall pick. He stinks. I haven't felt that at all. I think the guy can play. Uh, I've watched him um, a lot this year, more than I normally would watch the Browns. I, when they're on, I try to watch them because I'm, I'm interested in how he does. And his numbers are not good, but I've seen games where he's been the victim of uh, things that were not his fault. And I think he's better than his numbers would show. Does, am I right about that? Yeah, I think he's uh, a far cry from a bust, believe me. If, if all those quarterbacks went back into the 2018 draft, it would be hard not to take Lamar Jackson number one, but I would mm-hmm. take Mayfield second then. Mm-hmm. I still would. Um, he, there, you know, he's, he's not the most gifted athletically. Uh, I think early on teams were, you know, f- flushing him out of the pocket. He was thrown off his back foot. I think his mechanics suffer a little bit, but I still think the guy has what it takes to be a good quarterback in this league for many years to come. Yeah, and uh, he, he's not the greatest athlete, but he's he's uh, he's got a little bit of, uh, I guess, a shorter version of Ben Roethlisberger in him, uh, mm-hmm. I think, because he's, very, he's pretty good at extending the play and being able to, at the last second, find somebody. Yeah, and listen, he you know he he he's a smaller guy and got unfairly uh, compared to Johnny Manziel because of it in this town when he first got here. But he's not that he's not that quarterback. He he's a much stouter guy in uh, physically, and he's also a guy who um, can move in the pocket to you know to a better position to make a throw. Whereas Manziel was. You know, Manziel was just street ball when he was in there. He was turning his back to the line of scrimmage and running all over the place. Um, Mayfield's a much better quarterback and had a much different college career in my mind. Now, I saw a Twitter thread uh, yesterday uh, with, with I, don't, I don't know where it, was, where it originated, but uh, there was a discussion about with Browns fans about whether they would rather um, beat the Steelers the next two games and finish 5-11 and or lose to the Steelers and finish 8-8, eight and eight, which 8-8 which and eight's not gonna, probably, is not going to get them in the playoffs, but it would be better than 5-11. and 11. So what do you think the, the most fans would vote for there? I, you know, I have a hard time predicting what people here would do. Yeah. I would pick the 8-8, the eight and eight, trying to win as many games as possible. Um, get your team feeling like it's on the cusp of something good, and as opposed to uh, uh, finishing five and eleven and and saying, "Hey, we beat a team that lost Ben Roethlisberger, Antonio Brown, and Levy." Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't take a lot of satisfaction from that. <laughs> uh, now, um, the uh, the the game tonight is. I'm I'm assuming it's going to be a, a full house. But oh, sure. Are yeah. there some yeah. fears that too many Steeler fans are going to show up, or, the, or will the Browns fans buy the tickets and show up? Yeah, it's interesting, you know, because of the week that it follows. Uh, the the Buffalo fans travel well, also, and and they had you know they had quite a a, a a showing last week here, even to the point where 
uh, going into the end zone once. Mayfield, you know, thought it was too loud. I don't know that he um, differentiated between whether Buffalo fans were cheering or not, but there certainly were enough of them in that that one end zone to to you know cause some noise. So um, I would think on a cold on a cold school night, I would think that there's probably and for a team that started off three and six. Um, it's still a big rivalry, but I would suspect that there are going to be some Steeler fans that were able to take advantage of Browns fans wanting to sell their tickets. I saw a Twitter thread earlier today, John, that you know people were trying to figure out a way, and they're they're trying to strong arm Browns fans into not selling their tickets to Steelers fans right. tonight. Um, but when it comes down to it, some people just aren't going to sit in you know twenty eight or thirty degree weather in in November for a team that, you know, has improved. If they were 6-3, and three, I think it would be a totally different thing, but it's not. Well, I, we're talking to Bud Shaw. He's a longtime uh, media person up there in Cleveland with WKYC.com right now. Um, and you were columnist for a long time and covered uh, the Browns even back uh, in the 90s when they had some good teams. I'm just, I'm just wondering um, what... What what's it like uh, as far as the, how the um, how the fans are how how they approach the Browns now? Because I, I think they're great fans, and I've all, I've been I've been rooting for them to do well because I like the rivalry. I'd like to see it go on, but uh, the fans see I think shockingly seem to have stayed with them. I mean, and, and you, it's that's yeah. a test for a fan what that team's put them through. Yeah, it, it really is. And, um, you know, we're talking about now the last playoff appearance being something like 17 years ago. You know? I was there, yeah. Um, the last winning season being uh, 2007 when they went 10-6 and six and didn't make the playoffs. So, um, you know, what they went through a couple of years ago, I think would have broken the spirit of many people in many other towns. And, and by that, I mean not only the 1-31 in 31, um, but the fact that they went a totally different direction um, after firing, you know, Joe Banner and Mike Lombardi, and they went to an analytics-based approach. They hired the the, the organizational lawyer Sashi Brown to head up football operations. Uh, they brought in Paul D. Podesta, a baseball guy from Moneyball fame, and they tried a different uh, attack where they just broke it. You know, they 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 knocked the roster down to stripped it down to just the bare bones and started back. And people uh, had not not ever felt good about what was happening during that time. And what it required was bringing in a guy like John Dorsey, who was a football guy who had been Andy Reid's personnel guy and the GM in Kansas City, and that that seemed to restore hope um, that maybe they had gotten back to what you know, what they needed to be as an organization and trusting a guy who's been in the league and, and understands personnel and, um, and the other things that go with building an organization. So I've noticed over the last year and a half that people have started to come back to the way it was in the nineties, thinking that maybe, maybe they have a guy in here who can judge talent and that the team's going to, uh, is going to be better off because of it. You know, Dorsey, not only drafted Mayfield, Denzel Ward, Nick Chubb um, in 2018, but made the deal for Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry. So I think they see kind of a fast track that, that John Dorsey has tried to put this team on, well, whether, it's worked, or, whether it's worked out or not for them already this season. I'm out of time, Bud, but I just want to say that uh, my old friend Stan Saverin, who's an old guy like me, said a long time <laughs> ago that teams in places like Miami, San Diego, uh, even, I don't know, any, any of these warm weather places don't even deserve to have pro football teams. They should, they should only be in places like Detroit, Pittsburgh, New York, Philadelphia, maybe Washington. I kind of agree with that, and I, that's why I, I've always wanted to see the Browns come back because that's a real football town. And I appreciate yeah, and it would be really good to have these two teams really going at each other for division titles here before long. It just hasn't been much of a rivalry, if any, at all and from this end. Bud, I appreciate you being on. One of these times we're going to get you on to talk about how the city is reacting to the Browns headed to the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I'm still alive, John. Thanks. All right, thank you. That's Bud Shaw. We'll be right back. 
With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. A student gunman opened fire Thursday at a Southern California high school in Santa Clarita, killing two students, wounding three others before shooting himself in the head. He's in grave condition. Los Angeles County Sheriff's Captain Kent Wagner says the 16-year-old student gunman is hospitalized. Detectives have reviewed the video at the scene, which clearly show the subject in the quad withdraw a handgun from his backpack, shoot and wound five people, and then shoot himself in the head. No details were released on a motive, and his name was not released. His 45 caliber handgun was found with no bullets remaining when it was recovered. Today was the gunman's birthday. On Wall Street, a mixed day as the Dow was down by one point to 27,781. The Nasdaq dropped three, but the S&P up by two, and oil down to 56.77 a barrel. This is SRN News. Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Past results do not guarantee future performance. Most people in today's economy are taking a roller coaster ride with their investments. With Vantage Point software, you can remove that dynamic from your investment strategy once and for all. Vantage Point has spent the last three decades perfecting an artificial intelligence process that you can put to use today to take advantage of market fluctuations and make money no matter which way the market moves. Vantage Point software analyzes massive quantities of data all around the world in seconds, so you get the information you need to make the right decisions to optimize your profits. Vantage Point is making its exclusive market forecast process available to you for free when you text money to 411411. That's M-O-N-E-Y to 411411. We'll send you a link to your free market forecast so you take back control of your financial future. Text money to 411411. Go to VantagePointSoftware.com for terms, conditions, and privacy policy. The Dennis Prager Show. Craig in Chicago. Hello. I want to say thank you so much. You know, um, you, I really credit so much for helping me awaken to look at things in a different way. And I cannot thank you enough. I am proud of doing so and thrilled that I did. The Dennis Prager Show. Weekdays at noon, right before Sebastian Gorka at 3 on AM 1250. The Answer. Hey, Pittsburgh, this is Tun Shilkin for my good friends at Calusi Chevrolet. All month long, the team at Calusi is having a Black Friday sales event. So right now, you could qualify for 0% APR financing for up to 72 months, plus a $750 down payment assistance on select 2020 Chevy Equinox LS. Inventory is limited, so hurry in now. Check them out at Calusi.com. Find new roads at Calusi Chevrolet. Pittsburgh homeowners rate Pella number one as a leading window brand. Susan wrote, We are thrilled with our new Pella windows and door. The installation process was superior to any other work we've had done in the past. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Wow. Thank you, Susan. Low-pressure consultation plus expert installation. At Pella, it's just what we do. Right now, save $150 off windows and $500 off doors or 48 months no interest. Call 888-78-PELLA, PellaPittsburgh.com. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy & Hagerman. Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy & Hagerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan that nominates a guardian for your minor children and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. On November 14th, local Light of Life Rescue Mission will compete in a fundraising challenge against the City Mission in Cleveland. The goal of the Blitz Against Homelessness campaign is to raise money for families and individuals experiencing homelessness during the holidays. The two rescue missions have a total of 20 hours and 20 minutes from midnight on Thursday the 14th until kickoff of the Brown Steelers game at 8.20 p.m. that evening to accept donations toward their programs. Let's help Pittsburgh's Light of Life Rescue Mission take the crown. Go to lightoflife.org slash give and be part of this unique event. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. We're looking pretty solid on the inbound side of 28 Butler Street to Veterans Bridge. Outbound also looking busy at Chestnut Street. There's a vehicle fire now put out. Over to the Parkway East outbound. Very heavy Boulevard of the Allies to Edgewood Swiss Vale. Inbound slows down Forest Hills to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Parkway West is solid inbound from Roslyn Farms Road to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer. Weather. 
Partly cloudy tonight, going down to a low of 22 degrees for tomorrow. Sunshine and a few clouds with a high of 41. Some patchy clouds for tomorrow night will drop back down to a low of 22. Then for Saturday, we will be turning a bit chillier once again with sunshine mixed with some clouds. A high for Saturday, 36 degrees. With Iraqi weather forecast, I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle. You're listening to the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. In case you've forgotten, uh, this is an election year, and there are still plenty of lunatics campaigning for the Democrat nomination. There actually are still people just jumping in now, like uh, Deval Patrick and Michael Bloomberg. They all sound like uh, unelectable lunatics to me, and they all sound the same. Well, Gianno Caldwell is a Fox News political analyst and the author of a book, Taken for Granted, How Conservatives Can Win Back the Americans That Liberalism Failed, and he joins us now. Thanks for being here, Gianno. Thank you for ha- thank you for having me. It's such an honor to be on your show and to discuss my book, Taken for Granted, which uh, President Trump uh, Ann Coulter, Ben Shapiro, Newt Gingrich, Brian Kilmeade, and many, many others have endorsed. Thank you. Yeah, and we will get to that in a minute. I, before we get to the uh, book, and I want to get to the people who have, uh, and and the people who have been failed by liberalism, we'll do that in a minute. But Absolutely. What about the liberals running for the Democrat nomination? If they keep trying to move further left of each other, uh, they might just, you know, fall off the edge of the earth. So when and how are they going to separate from each other here between now and well, whenever they have their convention, August, whatever it is. So I, I have a question for you. Who said they didn't fall off the edge of the earth already? I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. You see the, the, the chaos that's going on there. If you look at the reporting, uh, just a couple months ago, Democrat establishment folks decided that there was a necess- necessitous for someone else to get in the race because they didn't believe there was anyone that could beat President Donald Trump. And I'll tell you this. Regardless of Michael Bloomberg getting in and anyone else getting in, there's still no one that can beat Donald Trump. And here's the reason why. Because President Trump didn't just get in office and sit on the dole and, you know, maybe tackle one thing or, you know, maybe a couple things. This guy has been accomplishing more than any president in my lifetime. Seriously. He certainly accomplished much more than uh, any president, Democrat or Republican, for African-Americans. I mean, this guy... Uh, the lowest unemployment rate for African-Americans, funding for historically black colleges and universities, First Step Act, uh, criminal justice reform in that way. Um, you, any number of issues you can point to of what this guy has done, creating an economy next to none for all Americans. So they're going to have a very hard time offering free health care for illegals. Yeah, now, according to a Quinnipiac poll, it's uh, Warner, 20 percent, Buttigieg, 19, Bernie Sanders, 17, Biden at 15 percent in uh, Iowa. How can one of those four break out of that pack? Some uh, at some point, people have to start dropping out and that's going to help whoever stays. But uh, how does how does anybody break out of the pack there right now? Well, I think a lot of them think they have a a real chance and it's really a money game as to who stays or not. If you look at the the latest poll in Buttigieg is seemingly have lifted off in Iowa, but there's other other states that are so important. And you think about the fact that uh, for Joe Biden, he's hanging on by a thread only because he has such great support among among African Americans nationally and, and also in South Carolina. Um, but there's others like Michael Bloomberg, who's just going to spend a lot of money on Super Tuesday and travel the country and see what he can do because he has a you know a, a okay record for some on the left. Um, is the former mayor of New York. And then the problem is with him, uh, you got folks like Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders, who took off long ago, Elizabeth Warren, who was against billionaires, and he happens to be one. So this is a very interesting place for the Democratic Party. And, oh, let's not forget the fact that Hillary Clinton is under enormous pressure to run for president. So we can't forget about we can't forget about that. Yeah. And I'm not sure if she's under enormous president by President Trump, who keeps telling her to get in there. <laughs> she's she's lost it long time ago. Well, just for the record, I'm also under n- enormous pressure to run for president. I just want to let you know that <laughs> people just keep telling me run for president, and I, you know, I'm just run. not ready yet. I don't know about you, Giano, if that's happening to you, but. I, I, I get calls every day just begging me to run for president. Um, well, I think President Trump is doing a superb job uh, from a policy standpoint. So right. I'm glad to see You're him okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so why is why is Buttigieg moving up, though? Um, and can he stay there, do you think? 
You know what? I mean, uh, there's been a lot of folks that have said that they want somebody that's going to be much more of a centrist. That's why, uh, you know, it's always seen Biden doing well. He has the connection to uh, President uh, Obama. But I'm not sure how long that'll really last because you have Elizabeth Warren, who was a star from the very beginning because she was the only candidate that was willing to put out policy papers on almost every issue versus some of these other candidates like Joe Biden, who's really not an authentic candidate in that way because he was looking to keep things open so he can pivot for a general election uh some of these voters especially young people they want to know somebody who's on the left rather on the left young people on the left are really interested in people who are going to be authentically connected to this radical liberal left progressiveness a progressive uh a policy i should say and with that being the case elizabeth warren was always their person so We'll see what the numbers are and how they change, but it's a day-by-day basis with this kind of stuff. It really is. We're going to Super Tuesday to figure it out. And is Buttigieg, um, is he going to get blacks to come to the polls uh, in the numbers that Democrats That's going to be very difficult. That's going to be very difficult. We, we, we've seen the numbers in terms of, you know, the, it was some study or some polling, some data that came out um, saying that African-Americans in South Carolina weren't necessarily comfortable with uh, a man being gay and them voting for president. And I know, uh, who was that? Um, the former, Kamala Harris, Senator Kamala Harris, had a whole uh, theatrical appearance on, I believe it was MSNBC or somewhere, where she said that that wasn't true. And honestly speaking, me speaking as an African-American and knowing many African-Americans, I find that study to be true. And actually, it was a congressman, um I can't think of his name right now, but uh, he's from one of the southern states, an African-American, who also agreed with that. So he's gonna, he would have a very difficult time with that, although he's been able to message in faith and religion really well to make people feel a bit more comfortable. He'll have a very difficult time with African-Americans, which is the heart, uh, blood, and, and sweat of the Democratic Party. Although, like I talk about in my book, They've been taken for granted. All Americans have been taken for granted by the Democratic Party, but especially African Americans. You know, it's, and I'll get to that in one second. I just you, you remind me of something. I worked with a young uh, African American uh, guy. He's in his uh, late twenties, I think, at the time. Uh, I'm trying to think of the guy's name. The uh, the black um, gay uh, NFL player. Um, I, I've gone. I've drawn a blank right now. I vaguely recall who you're talking about. Yeah, because it was a big thing. Yeah, was, and. To- Three years ago. Yeah, and Tony Dungy came out, and uh, who's a black uh, NFL coach, and he said uh, that he didn't see that going over too well in the locker room. And, you know, I used to make jokes with this uh, young guy, I, me being a, an old uh, white suburban guy. I used to say, listen, uh, his name was Dan. I said, Dan, I need you to speak, speak for uh, black people everywhere. Uh, and you know, you you because you, you blacks I know all think alike, and so he would go along with the joke. But uh, he said to me, <laughs> he, he, he said to me one time, he said Tony Dungy's right, and he said to me, uh, he said white people don't get it. He said a, a, a black gay man, they that's just not going to work. It's just not going to work. And uh, I've always thought of that. I know it's just a, a ridiculously small <laughs> sample and everything, and it was a joke that we were making, but. Uh, I've thought of that when I've seen these these uh, discussions about Buttigieg and just not getting any support among blacks. Yeah, and I mean, we, I mean, he has his issues, and and that that for him going to be a very big problem if he's going to move forward in the Democratic Party, um, especially as president. That's going to be a, a big consideration for him. He's an obvious smart guy. I think. Uh, you know he he understands how to message certain issues to 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 their side of the aisle, um, but especially when we're talking about all of America. Let's say if he were to happen to win a Democratic nomination, he would have a very difficult time winning over the rest of America. I think mm-hmm. for one, a lot of the ideas that they they've been messaging is the Democratic Party in totality. Higher tax. We're going to raise taxes. Right. We're going to redistribute redistribute wealth. We're going to give uh, health insurance to illegal aliens. None of this. Not, Americans want to be. They want America first. Let's be very clear. Before President Trump said America first, when I was growing up, people often in my household said it was stupid that America is going all over. You know, going to different countries, giving money, 
and not taking care of our country first. So I think that messaging resonates with Americans because it's our tax dollars that are taking care of different people when they should be taking care of Americans first. We're talking to Gianno Caldwell. He's a Fox News political analyst and the author of a book, and it's called Taken for Granted, How Conservatives Can Win Back the Americans That Liberalism Failed. So, Gianno, who has been taken for granted and why and how? Okay, I'll give you a brief of my story. I grew up on the south side of Chicago, extremely poor, life, gas, and water off at the same time. I'm addicted to crack cocaine. I got involved in politics at the age of 14 because I was told by my grandfather that was the way to affect real and sincere change. Um, and from that point of getting involved with the political party that was in dominance in Chicago, I saw very, very early on that they had been using black folks, not in the sense that they wanted to help black people, but they black lives didn't matter to these folks, black votes matter to these people. And when you see these liberal politicians come around every year, and claim that they're going to fix this issue or that issue, and nothing ever changes, you know that, they, that you've been taken for granted. This doesn't just happen in the black community. This happens in the Appalachian region as well with white voters. White voters are being taken for granted. That's why Donald Trump had became the best messenger in presidential history to get voters to come to the table. Democrats going over to his side in droves, independents, of course, Republic, Republicans as well. And at the end of the day, when we're considering the issues that are in our country, we're better off because of a Trump presidency. And I talk about that in my book, Taken for Granted, how African-Americans have been taken for granted, white Americans, and so on. But I think at the end of the day, if we all think, think independently and freely about the decisions that we're making politically, we'll be better off versus acquiescing to maybe the politics of our, of our parents, um, just going blindly without thinking about it. Uh, and what kind of a pushback do you get when you talk to other African-Americans, uh, especially uh, African-American politicians and, uh, you know, pe- you know what? I people was, who I was, I in just government? Got off air. I just got off air um, about an hour ago. I was on with Neil Cavuto on Fox News Channel. I've lost dates when I became a conservative. I, I've um, lost family members who disowned me, and I had to kind of keep my distance. It's rough, and it's disappointing at the same time. But as I talk about it and take it for granted, it's well worth it because I'm sticking with my principles and my values. And if people are so inept that they don't want you to be yourself, then you don't need to be around them anyway. And that's really the conclusion in which I draw. But what is the argument that they make when you, you know, when what do they say to defeat your argument that, that uh, uh, black voters have been taken for granted? I don't think that... So here's the thing, and I'm not sure... Uh, you know, who, who's really listening right now. But the truth of the matter is, especially when you're talking about African-Americans, there's no question within the African-American community that liberalism has taken African-Americans for granted. They know that already. Mm-hmm. The consideration that's key for them is, well, what am I going to do, become a Republican? Well, here's the truth. Uh, Republicans have not done, as of before Trump came on board, had done a good enough job messaging to these voters. Because African-Americans vote for Democrats over 90 percent, one can quickly say, well, why? Why should I vote for uh, why should I why should I vote for uh, why should I work to get African-American support Mm -hmm. is what a lot of Republican politicians would say. Well, here's the difference. President Trump has actually put out a policy platform and a list of deliverables that you can message out to African-Americans and say, listen, this is what we did. You don't even vote for us. You don't support us. But this is what we did for you. Now you have something you can take to the black community. Now you have something you can take to these communities in the Appalachian region. Because remember, in 2016, they said when President Trump, candidate Trump said, I'm bringing manufacturing back. And they said, that's a lie. It could never happen. Well, by 2018, he created over 500,000 manufacturing jobs. I was on the radio yesterday and someone was saying, well, that's a slump in, in manufacturing, a six month slump. You know why there's a six-month slump in manufacturing? Because the Democrats in Congress won't legislate on the USMCA, the United States-Mexico-Canada Trade Agreement. That's why there's a slump. So Democrats are trying their hardest, their hardest to defeat Donald Trump with this impeachment scam and anything else they can find up, find the Russia collusion, whatever they can find, that's what they're attempting to do because they know that they cannot beat him at the ballot box. John, uh, I only have about a minute left, and your book is also, the subtitle is How Conservatives Can Win Back the Americans That Liberalism Failed. So how can conservatives win them 
win win them back. Well, well, first and foremost, I want to thank you for allowing me to be here today, and I want to encourage everyone to follow me on um, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Giano Caldwell, G-I-A-N-N-O Caldwell, C-A-L-D-W-E-L-L. And that subtitle, I've taken for granted how conservatism can win back the Americans that liberalism failed. Plain and simple, we have deliverables now. We have a president that's working for all of us, no matter what your color is, no matter what your, how much money you have or if you have no money at all. So long as you're able to show what we're able to do for you, I think that's a true win, and we're sticking with our principles. I'm a pro-life guy. I believe in my Christian faith, and I won't step back from that. So let's stick with principles and show show deliverables. Let's show what we can do, and we, we've been doing that under this administration. Well, Gianna, you did a heck of a uh, selling job here. I appreciate you being on, and uh, good luck with the book. Taken for granted how conservatives can win back the Americans that liberalism failed. Thanks, Gianna. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, we'll be right back. They blow into town with the wind, rain, and hail. And out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door, often posing as a local company, offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roof roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit windowsrspittsburgh.com. Mention STAG for an additional 10% off. Windows R Us, proud sponsor of the Jerk of the Week, heard every Friday on the John Steigerwald Show. windowsrspittsburgh.com. The day after Thanksgiving... Feed your soul. Join Amen to Action as we come together for the third year to sing, pray, celebrate, and pack over one million meals of hope for the hungry. It's Friday, November 29th at the Convention Center. Doors open at 8 a.m. We think we'll break last year's record. We know it will be a lot of fun. To register for the event or make a donation, go to amentoaction.org. A white paper by the Allegheny Institute for Public Policy concludes the city of Pittsburgh should expedite the sale of property it holds, some for a few years, others for decades. By injecting the marketplace into the process, the properties could be sold to the general public and placed back on the tax rolls more rapidly through auctions. To learn more about this topic and others, visit AlleghenyInstitute.org. It's where conventional public policy thinking has been challenged every day since 1995. You started your business with nothing but a great big idea. They told you it couldn't be done, but that just made you work harder to prove them wrong. Now look at you, ready to take on the world. Speed Pro Pittsburgh South gets where you're coming from when they said they wanted to create great big graphics for great big ideas like yours in less time than anyone else. They were told it couldn't be done. Speed Pro Pittsburgh South just smiled and said, oh yeah, watch us. When you need a large format printing partner who can provide high quality visual graphics in stunning detail, from trade show displays to outdoor signs, 3M brand vehicle wrap for your fleet, to window graphics, banners, and decals. Speed Pro Pittsburgh South can handle most jobs in two days or less and can roll with last-minute change-ups without breaking a sweat. Who says it can't be done? For a free quote, visit speedpropghsouth.com. When you're searching for a new mattress, you may be faced with the choice between a traditional inner spring or memory foam, but you don't have to choose. You can get the active support of a high-quality inner spring with the comfort of memory foam and the new hybrid mattresses from the original Mattress Factory. With two hand-built hybrid models to choose from, you can expect the latest in sleep innovation at the same high-quality and factory-direct pricing you've come to expect from the original Mattress Factory. Visit OriginalMattress.com to learn more. If you're shopping for a mattress, you might find that you're paying a lot more for free. Mattress retailers use free delivery, free frames, and free box springs to close the deal. What they don't tell you is that the price of those freebies is already built into the price of the mattress. What if you don't need a frame or delivery? 
too bad you're paying for it anyway. At the Original Mattress Factory, we don't make you pay more for free. You'll only pay for what you need. That's the Original Mattress Factory difference. Visit OriginalMattress.com to learn more. This is the John Stacker Walt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well, uh, welcome back. My phone rang. Very unprofessional of me to have my phone go off here. It's supposed to be the ringer off, so I'll get rid of that. Anyway, uh, let's finish tonight with uh, some more football since the Steelers and the Browns play Thursday night football. And uh, there's a story here from uh, a website called The Ringer. And uh, this is this is a football story, but it's really a lot more than a football story. And you'll know what I mean when I tell you that it's about Colin Kaepernick. And the headline is, Colin Kaepernick will get a private workout for NFL teams, but is the league giving him a legit shot? Uh, there's another uh, piece here. That's from a guy named uh, Tyler Tynes. This is another piece um, from, um, this is a guy named Bill Williamson at Forbes magazine, Forbes.com and Sports Money. It says, don't praise NFL just yet. Sudden Colin Kaepernick workout raises questions. The questions that are being raised, the ones I'm raising too, is that it's uh, how much of this is just a PR uh, move and how many of these teams actually want to uh, give Colin Kaepernick a serious, Kaepernick a serious uh, chance. Um, According to this uh, story in The Ringer, uh, the sources tell this writer, uh, Tyler Tynes, that there's been talk for a while among some NFL people about giving him a workout. And it just, it's called me crazy, but it it just sounds to me like, listen, we got to make this go away. If we say that uh, we gave him a workout and then nobody signs him, then there's not much left to be said. We gave him a look, and uh, we know what he can do. We've given him a shot. We've uh, let him show us that he is in good shape, which everybody knows anyway because he's been putting out videos. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, what are we, week 10 now? And week 11, whatever it is, they're, they're just, for, a, for to sign a backup quarterback, Nile, who hasn't played in three years, not very likely. I would not expect to see him get signed, but I wouldn't be that shocked if he did. Um, if I were going to bet, though, he won't be. We'll see. See what happens tonight in Cleveland. Talk to you tomorrow. The John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group.